Hello, and how are you today? I want to tell you, you meet the coolest people online. So I have a very special guest today. His name is Leon Tereska, and he's a professional ballroom dancer. He's a corrective exercise specialist, and he's a certified personal trainer. I found him because of his company, BackIntelligence.com. One of my clients was having some back pain, and I happened to be looking around to see if I could help her somehow, stumbled on what he's doing. He is spot on on so much of what he's teaching that I thought, you know what? I need to introduce him to everybody. So thank you for being here, and I can't wait for you to meet him. Hey there, Kelly here, and thank you so much for joining us today. I am honored to have you here. If you're looking for tips, habit shifts, and shortcuts to fitness consistency and the freedom that feeling great brings, you're in the right place. As the fitness consistency coach with a touch of adventure, I've been helping smart, busy women embrace fitness and long-term freedom for over 20 years. I am so glad you're here. Everybody, I have a very special guest for you today. And I got lucky because he happened to reach out to me. We hadn't met before. And so I went and I started looking at what he did. And I went, whoa, this is somebody that we all need at some point in our lives, I promise, because we spend a little too much time sitting. We might spend a little much too much time staring at our phones. And so a lot of things happen in life that cause our backs to have issues. And we have the gentleman who's going to, well, he created back intelligence. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Leon. Would you tell everybody a little bit about you and then let's dive in for him. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Kelly. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So about me, uh, I'm a professional ballroom dancer uh, and uh, I've been dancing my whole life. And then, um, yeah, as I was uh, traveling to dance competitions, uh, I was having some back aches and stuff like that because, you know, when you're dancing, you're contorting your body in certain ways and stuff like that. So I, I started to kind of research more and more what I can do to alleviate some of my pain. And, and uh, I kind of started doing a lot of self-massage, doing certain stretches and exercises as well to help me kind of uh, alleviate some of the muscle pain that I was experiencing and stuff like that. And then later on, I discovered more and more linkage between our posture and back pain. And then I um, eventually started backintelligence.com, which is uh, a website and, and a company focused on helping people to ease their back pain and improve their postures from home using natural methods. Nice. Nice. And so, so being a professional ballroom dancer, you already had that great posture but at the same time, you were also kind of pushing your body past some of the things that make bodies happy, which is what was causing the pain. Is that true? Yeah, exactly. Like, for, so first of all, I would have a really good posture during my dancing. But then when I stopped dancing, I wouldn't necessarily maintain it. So that was the problem. So, so, so I, would, I would dance in, in a good posture. And, uh, you know, stomach in, perfect head, back, all that. And then, you know, you just, I just slouch on my chair. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, afterwards. but that's awesome. 
Yeah. And so I didn't have that awareness that uh, that's probably not going to be good for you to, to kind of go back and forth, yin yang, uh, like that. So, um, yeah. And, and of course, when you're dancing, you're, you're, pu you're pushing your body to uh, its limits. And that's just, I had like a lingering upper back pain as well, just from that. Um, and some low back sometimes, depending on what I was doing. So, um, yeah, just over, because overactivity is also one of the causes of back pain. You know, any, anytime you're playing sports or dancing too much, you can stress a muscle uh, over time. It can spasm. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of like uh, what led me down the path of getting more interested in back pain and posture. Yeah. So overactivity and then underactivity, right? Sitting. Sitting is yes. a, like the worst, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, they say uh, sitting is the is the new smoking, uh, is the phrase. Uh, yeah, people sit, you know, eight hours a day in their cubicle, and then they drive home uh, sitting. They come home, they eat dinner sitting, they're watching TV on the couch, and then they go to sleep in in the fetal position and, and in bed. <laughs> uh, so you're in this hunched, you know, position all day, and and it's not good for your muscles and your tissues. So, okay, tell me about this because and now I'm sitting. Um, I do sit, right? Like, I mean, I work and I work in front of a computer. I've tried stand-up desks, but I find that my brain doesn't work as good when I'm standing as it does when I'm sitting. <laughs> I guess too much use <laughs> sitting on my butt. But so I, I sit for maybe, you know, five hours a day, but I'm up and down, up and down, up and down. Is that enough for people to, you know, just being up? Like I always tease that I drink a lot of water so that I always have to pee, right? That's that's what gets me up a lot. Is that enough to break that sitting cycle or what should we be doing? Yeah, we recommend to get up every 30 to 40 minutes. Um, so that's perfect what you said there. You you drink a lot of water. So that, that's kind of like a, a great thing to do is like if you have to get up to get water every half an hour, it forces you to get up. Uh, which is perfect. And then I also recommend for people to get up, stretch out, go for a walk, then come back, do some work, get up in 40 minutes, get some water. So like, yes, that's, that's ideally what you should be doing. If you have to sit for work, it's just get those breaks in there. Um, as well as, um, doing some mobility work would be great because your body becomes stiff. So, so that's one part of it. The other part of it is also how you're sitting, right? So there is a difference between sitting in bad posture and sitting in good posture as well. So, and we could talk about that too, if you want. Yeah, no, let's talk about that because, you know, I, something interesting happened to me. <laughs> I, I found it interesting, probably nobody else, but to me it was. So I was away from my desk for four days and Memorial weekend, I was away doing other things. So I'm up and down a lot, moving a lot. And I came back to my desk that following Monday or Tuesday, sat down to do something. I had to get something out really quick. So I sit down and I'm just knocking something out. And all of a sudden I went, oh my gosh, my shoulder and my arm is hurting. My shoulder and my arm hadn't hurt for five days. And I went, okay, obviously 
this is not from the weights I'm lifting, but from the mouse I'm lifting, right? So tell me about that. I mean, tell everybody about that because I can't be the only one who all of a sudden come back, comes back and goes, something's not right. So what, what, you, you felt your shoulder from just from sitting? Well, I'm, I'm my mouse, my mouse hand, right? So I sit down and I um, sit down and start typing. And then all of a sudden I notice that things were not happy again. So it must be an ergonomics thing. How do we know how to be sitting properly? Yeah, so it could be many different things that was causing that. It could be just the position your shoulders in. It could be like, so uh, it's also your um, your um, forearm. If Usually you want it to be kind of 90 degree with your elbows, so to speak, when you're using the mouse. So that's part of it. Um, it, your sh sometimes in, in your case, you're talking about a shoulder and arm thing. It could be something you did before, like a day before or a week before you, you were doing repetitively. And then when you start sitting in that position, in that locked position That's for a time, nice. it can trigger that pain as well. Um, many people have pain uh, more in their neck or the low back from sitting for too long. And that's mostly because they're in a hunched position with the rounded shoulders and mm. the head sticking out forward. Head going forward, getting that knot back there on their Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and so if you if you're slouching like that for a long period of time, uh, that's going to stress out the the back muscles here. So they're gonna overwork, for example, and uh that's what they, they can spasm over time and then you know you need a good massage after that uh the low back can also get pain because like our our spine is supposed to be more like an s shape uh but when you're sitting like this the what happens to the low back it becomes more like a c curve so it's like so if you watch me on the screen here it's like it becomes like this so um, you don't have that neutral spinal position, which it should have. That's the natural spinal position. So if you're losing that neutral spinal position, that's why people. That's why we recommend for people to use uh, a, a low a lumbar cushion support, because when you put that under your back, I have one here. Uh, it uh, it forces you to have um, you know to to it just pokes you in the low back to remind you to have some. Uh, of that uh, low back curve, which is which is natural, so you're not slouching complete. So okay, um, for for those of you who are listening to the podcast instead of watching this on YouTube, I can just tell you you might want to go to YouTube. Just do a quick do a quick watch. Um, especially, um, we're going to link to backintelligence.com on YouTube, which has lots of great videos. But but we're going to try to describe these things to people. So basically what you're saying is that first, like when somebody sits up straight, their head should be back slightly, right? Over the, like, it's like your mom told you, <laughs> put, the, put yeah. the book on your head and stand up straight. So your ears are over your shoulders. You've got a little curve in your back. Do you suggest to people that they actually squeeze their glutes or their um, core? to hold that position at least on and off uh i wouldn't so with w i wouldn't say to squeeze the glutes i would say in terms of your core there's two things you can do one is you can pull in your stomach a little bit 
So drawing in maneuver, or you can contract your muscles, your core muscles a little bit. Um, but you have to find that like, it's, it, I don't think it's realistic to, you know, squeeze, <laughs> squeeze your, to sit um, there for hours. Abs, yeah. But I, I think the drawing in maneuver, the pulling in the, the core, it, it works better. And that's what I do. Uh, so, so your stomach is not completely out. Uh, so you're, you're pulling it in a little bit that just gets you in a better postural, uh, alignment. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's what I would recommend. You're not trying to squeeze the muscles. You, I mean, essentially what you want is you want to get into a habit of having a good sitting position so that your nervous system already kind of make you're doing the right things automatically over time right. by by getting the right habits it's holding you where it needs to be yeah and this is yeah. where both ergonomics like this uh you know sitting correctly and having that awareness of how you're sitting in, in space so like you know if you feel like your head's starting to jut forward you can bring it back just tuck it. like one of the exercises we teach is the chin tucks right which is literally you're bringing your 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 neck back into alignment and so and and so that's why that's so the other side of it is that's why we recommend certain exercises and stretches so that it's easier for your nervous system for your body to remember to uh, hold yourself properly in the right right position. that makes you know that makes good sense to me and like a lot of i i have several clients who have lots of headaches and you know bother bothersome and they're always kind of like you can see they're always moving their necks and to me it's like well maybe a little stretching on there might be a good idea so your mobility and and i've once again i'm going to send people to your videos but you have a lot of different videos on like mobility neck mobility and it's it's the whole back right like when you're i'm always telling people you know the nose is connected to the toes it's when you when you're moving like your head from side to side, then you're really not just stretching the neck. You're also working the back. Is that true? Yeah, yeah everything is connected. Um, so first of all, there is a thing called referred pain that people don't realize. So sometimes people will have pain, for example, in the in the neck or in, or between their shoulder blades. People complain a lot of that, like pain between the shoulder blades, and they don't realize this is referred pain from the neck, for example, a, a lot of times, like, uh, or from their lap muscle, which is on the sides of the body. So your lap muscle might be too, um, too tight, and that can refer pain into the shoulder blade area. So you'll have uh, pain in, in an area that is referred from another area. That's why it's so important to, like you said, to understand that the body is connected. So if your neck is tight, that might cause issues down the body. It might cause issues in your shoulders. It might cause issues in your chest. Like this is all connected. And, and there's a fascia which, which goes, goes through the body, which is connected throughout the, the whole body. So yeah, uh, definitely want to, um, stretch those tight muscles. So, the, and, and there are certain muscles that you will feel are tighter than others that that's what you want to focus on uh we can also talk about those areas as well yeah yeah let's talk about that real quick because it's yeah. good to know like 
people will say, oh, I only have so much time, Kelly. <laughs> I hear that a lot. Yeah. I can't do everything you say because I only have so much time. So someone's time crunched. What do they? What should they be working on? Yeah. So in terms of mobility and, and stretching, um, there are certain muscles that get tighter on people. And, and then there are certain muscles that are weak on most people, like in general. Okay. So, um, you know, the upper traps here, they get tight. So one of the stretches we recommend is like, this is the upper trapezius muscle as well as. So just pulling uh, your head slightly to one side gently and then pulling it to the other side gently. Yeah. That will, yeah, that targets the, levator, uh, the upper trapezius muscle. There's also levator scapular muscle, which runs in the back of the neck, which it's a similar stretch, but you're going to look more in an, in an angle. Like you're looking uh, okay. at your Okay, so you're kind of turning your, your head. You turn your head yeah. slightly, and then you reach stretch yeah. down. Okay. Yeah, so that targets the, that's some of the neck. In general, we recommend neck circles throughout the day. That's always good. Um, Tight pec muscles, like the pec minor especially muscle, gets very tight uh, on a lot of people, which can bring your shoulders forward. So uh, why does that get tight? Is it does is it like I'm already shrugging forward, so that's what's going to cause it, or is it? Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, so part of it is just you know your tissues adapt to the posture that you uh, adopt the most. So if you're sitting with hunched shoulders over time, this just gets more locked. Uh, so that's, that's part of it. Like if you're sitting in the car like this for a long time, this is stressing out. Uh, if you're that's doing certain, tight. yeah. Yeah. So if you're doing certain things that uh, require chest, it, it can just over overuse, um, and, the, or sports. And then another big muscle that maybe, you know, about uh, hip flexors or, or the psoas a muscle, that one is a, is a problematic muscle which can cause low back pain and people don't realize how much that muscle if you don't taking care of it uh like it, it, it on in most individuals it's tight it, it's too tight it's overactive so uh and there's some people online that talk about strengthening the hip flexes and i'm like <laughs> i don't think i mean it, it's not that <laughs> maybe you, think, you don't need to strengthen that it's plenty tight <laughs> yeah so i i think maybe there are some cases that maybe would they need strengthening but i would say for the majority of people it's already overactive and think about the way you're sitting your hip flexors just get more shorter as well so i would say most people need to stretch it and release this muscle and when you release it it's it's, it's in the front in the low back uh, uh, here under the ribs and going all the way down to connecting to your femur okay, wait. Your hang on just a second because we've got to draw a picture for anyone's listening because you're talking about going under the ribs for hip flexors yeah. that are down at your hips, right? I mean, your hip flexors are basically the bend when you're sitting. Is that correct? No, no. The, the hip flexors are over here and they go, so it's a muscle that it starts from here and goes all the way down and it attaches it to your inner thigh area. So the hip oh. flexors start under your rib cage or at your rib cage, and then they move down what we would think of as your, you know, six pack or 12 yeah. pack abs, and then they move into the inner thigh. So yeah. how do people, it's I a mean, huge muscle and, yeah. it, and it connects to your spine, to the spinal processes. So, so it connects to all the lumbar spine as well. 
So, right. that's so why it's going it's through the a, back, it's yeah. going through the front. Yeah. Okay, so how do yeah, you stretch yeah. that out? So we have stretches that we've done. Um, so the kneeling hip flexor stretch is one of the most common one. It's called the kneeling hip flexor stretch. So people can search that. It's also on our YouTube channel um, where you're, you're, I don't know if you know that one, you're sitting in a 90 degree angle uh, with the knees uh, and that, and then you stretch the back hip. That's, that's how you get to it. Um, it's hard for me but, to show it here. So your knees are, your knees are bent underneath you? You want me to show it? I mean, I can Sure, try. you show it and I'll describe it for the podcast. I'll see if I can. This will be fun. It. We've never done this before. Let's see if I can do it. All right. Great. So now we've got, <laughs> let's see. Uh, see if I can fit it in. So this, this is it. Can you see it? Okay. Okay. So basically you've got one yeah. leg that's 90 degrees in front of you. The other leg is down in a 90 degree behind you. Um, yeah. So from yeah. a and yoga you're stretching standpoint. this one. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of the name of this pose for the yoga standpoint, but if you think about it, what you're doing is you put one leg in front of you, you've got a 90 degree and you're kneeling on your other knee, and then you're going to move that hip forward with your leg that's down flat, and you're going to stretch yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Now, you don't want to move too much forward. We, we recommend squeezing the glutes. Okay. You're going to squeeze the glute. And that right away starts to release this right here. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we are going to link to all these videos, not just not our video, but all the videos yeah. on back intelligence. Uh, okay. Yeah, that, that one we have a uh, dedicated videos, and we but but that's a muscle that if it's too tight, if it's over too overactive, then uh, it triggers low back pain because the so it tilts your pelvis. So your erector spinae muscles, the back muscles, they turn on. So a lot of people have low back pain, muscular pain, not realizing that if they just release their psoas, that would take care of a lot of their issues. So that, that would be the first step to start with if you have low back. No, and when you release your psoas, that's like that muscle that's way, way down there and you've got to really dig into it. Or can you do it with the kneeling stretch? So you could do both. You could do stretch and you can do self-massage. So self-massage is the other thing you can do. Um, you can find something. There's tools out there that pe people sell, like, what is it? The soul right. And there, there's tools out there that you can like dig into it because it is, yeah, it's a deeper muscle. It's behind your uh, abdominal muscles. And so, yeah, you can dig into it. Some, sometimes when you go to a physical therapist or a chiropractor, they will themselves try to release this muscle for you or a massage, massage therapist as well could do it for you, or you could do it yourself with, you could take a ball, a massage, massage ball. Like I've done things like this, where you take a massage ball and then you take a kettlebell on it and you press, <laughs> and you're, you're lying on the floor and it, it works. Uh, we're, go we're going into a little S and M here now, guys, you've <laughs> got to have the masochistic streak to do this. I know. Cause I have used some of those things before to try and get in there. So you grab the ball, you put it on your, so as you take the 50 pound kettlebell and then you roll it around. <laughs> yeah. And then it, you're literally just pressing it. The kettlebell is just for weight so that you can dig into it and that's it. And you just hold it. And it's, yeah, that's one way of doing it. I love it. People have heard me tell, say use trigger balls, but they've never heard me say like use trigger balls and 
and the kettlebell together. That's awesome. So, okay. So back and what that's going to do really, and I know this for a fact, it's going to release that lower back and you're going to feel better, especially because so often we just assume going back to exactly what you said earlier, that where the pain hurts is where the pain is. And that is not true. Half the yeah. time, probably, right? Depending upon what's what's really hurting. So, so you have some different, um, I'm not going to call them techniques. You've got different ways of showing people how to look at what's going on with them and then figure out what's wrong. True. So they can watch one of your videos and they can go, oh, you know what? My hands don't all go up against the wall or my wrist flops forward or whatever it is. And once you look at that and you can understand a little bit of what's going on with your body, then you can start looking at some of the other videos and suggestions that you have to actually take somebody from this isn't working to, oh my gosh, I'm starting to get relief. So before we jump into, you know, like you telling some of the different ways that people can reach you, tell me this, um, do you suggest anything like, other than massage and maybe chiropractor, do you suggest uh, Epsom salts and heated water? Do you use heated pads? Do you use, what do you, what else do you suggest? Yeah, I think Epsom salt is good for like uh, muscle recovery from my understanding. Um, yeah, I, I know that ice and heat can help. Um, and, and the research also shows that it's just that uh, you'd need to know when to use those modalities. So normally, if you have acute uh, pain, you don't want to use heat. You want to use ice. So acute pain, meaning like you know, like a back spasm, like something that just happens. like Something like, that's like, just happened in the last day. Yeah. 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 In the last week or two. Uh, yeah. So you would apply ice on the area because you're trying to reduce inflammation. If you have chronic pain, then you can introduce some heat into it because that's, that's a diff, that's different because that's already inflamed. That's been, if it's longer than three, six months, uh, pain, then some heat to the area can help. So that's kind of how you want to. So yeah, those modal modalities are definitely good. Yeah. Okay. And then, I mean, I'm just like, I'm just thinking because I can think of a couple of clients right now who they, they, they try chiropractor, um, they've tried massage, they have ongoing back pain. Um, I had suggested, and I don't know what you think about this, I had suggested that, you know these little um, machines, I know they're like little stickums where you put them on the back, you put something on your back oh, and yeah. it buzzes when you start hunching. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Upright, Upright Go is one of the companies. Uh, yeah, I, I purchased it just to try it. Uh, it's a reminder. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's, you're, you're talking I mean, about it's not that? a fix. It's a reminder. Yeah, it's a reminder for posture. Yeah, yeah. Um, from from what I yeah that that one is good. Yeah, anything like that is good. Anything that reminds you to stop punching. Um, yeah, I, I would say the the most important thing is also to understand the cause of your pain, right? Ah, uh, good point. So that, good that's point. where a lot of people, I think, don't 
don't understand what they have because you have different kinds of pain. You have muscle pain. M most of the most of the pain is musculoskeletal, which is coming from either muscle or the skeletal. Um, but there are sometimes it could be from a disc, it could be from a nerve pain. So then you, you so you have to get proper diagnosis from a professional. Um, Good point. That we're well. not we're not going to diagnose on this podcast for anybody, but just FYI, you're right. I mean, and I do. I say to people a lot of times, like, start if if it's something that is bothering you, start with a professional. Do the MRI. Do you know? Do what you think. Do what they think, and then if you have that point where you're not getting the relief that you need, when like sometimes some professionals will be like, well, I don't know what else, you know, a shot. Let's give you a shot of steroids, right? What else are we going to do? And maybe at that point, that's when you start looking at it and going, what else can I do? Like what's, what's really going on here? And is there something I can do lifestyle wise? Is there something I can do, um, fitness wise? Is there something I can do with mobility? Like, what are some of those things that I could actually do for myself to take control back? Because when we, you know, that probably makes us have a bad back too. When we feel like we don't have any control, then you're a victim, right? You're at mercy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when yeah. you have that feeling that, that doesn't make you feel good. You know? Yeah. So. There is a book, uh, it's on my shelf living beyond pain. I believe it's called. Uh, I had interviewed the author. So the, the whole, the, the, the book, there's a lot there that talks about the psychological health and stress um, also play, plays a huge role in chronic back pain. So, and there's a lot of research showing that uh, depression and anxiety also correlates with low back pain or, or with back pain. So yeah, how you breathe, uh, your relationships, your li lifestyle, like you said, all those things correlate and can cause pain, especially chronic pain. So you, you do want to take a, a holistic look at what you're doing. That's why yeah, that's what we try to also talk about, about a lot is the holistic approach. We talk about psychological health, talk about the physical things you could do. All those things uh, are important to, uh, to address if you want to uh, really alleviate that pain. And the, the other thing I wanted to you reminded me of is is to understand your pain triggers um so those people that you talk to you said you talk to a lot of people and have pain that doesn't go away it's they have to understand what is what is causing them to feel that pain and then because if you stub your toe if you get up in the morning you stub your toe it's gonna hurt and you are sensitizing that area and if next next day you might stub your toe you might not do you might stub it just slightly right but because it's already hard. sensitized right it's already sensitized your nervous system sensitized you're going to feel that pain again more pain so and then next time you just touch it and it might go to pain so that's called just sensitization so what you want to do is desensitize uh, so uh, let's so you have to figure out that's where pain triggers are important so let's say every time you notice that every time you open a door, you feel like your low back pain is getting triggered. So now you've real, you figured out what's your trigger. So you have to get rid of that trigger. If, unless you get rid of that trigger, 
even if you fix your back pain, it's not gonna it's gonna come back because you're gonna okay, keep wait, opening doors. I have to ask you a question. So is that yeah. trigger a mental trigger or a physical trigger? Or both no no i'm talking about a physical trigger okay so this is a physical trigger so you you open a door and the movement of opening the door causes the back pain your back pain goes away but it's going to come back when you open the door like i mean like every time you open a door if you feel like it's triggering some pain or shoulder pain or back pain then you need to register in your head okay that's what's causing it so you're you're sensitizing that over and over again uh, so then you have to figure out a way how to possibly, because a lot of people, you can't stop opening doors. You have to figure out a way of how to do it in a different way. So for example, one of the things that we teach is you want to brace your core. So you want to open the door, not from your head, not from the back, but from your core. If you could do that, have your hand in front of you and then activate your core muscles and then push into it see if that alleviates your back pain right makes sense. so if that alleviates your back pain now you found out a way of how to not trigger your pain and now every time you walk, to walk through the door you're pain free so your nervous system comes down and that's how you so that's one of the very crucial things you, you got to figure out in your lifestyle is what's what's triggering it interesting i mean that's a that's a really good point because you know, when you say that, I can think that there are certain things that I've done in my life that would trigger a pain. And so I would either do what I call fitness flip, which is completely quit doing that thing and do something different or else try and, you know, work with that area. So that's what you're talking about. It's just like either build up that area, strengthen that area or desensitize that area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And this can also happen. Um, with yoga as well like yoga because you, you might you again you know, all of us are different so we have different things that might trigger our back pain so in yoga you, you you might be going to some random class and that's why you have to be very careful with those types of stuff like yoga like there could be like seven yoga poses that are perfect for you they feel great for you and then one pose there that completely triggers your pain so unless so you have to modify things you have to understand what is so if bending forward is not good for you don't do the forward bending poses uh skip those so it's, it's that's why it's so difficult when people just go and do some stuff and it's like they don't understand maybe they're making it worse right and you know and there's one more piece to that that i just have to say is that when you have those problems let's say the bending forward bothers you at a yoga class you have to be willing to be that person who says you know what I can't do that. And so I'm not going to, instead of pushing yourself again and again and again, and just making it worse and worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. it's hard. Like, I mean, people will say to me sometimes, well, you know, I'm in a class, so I can't like, you know, not do it. And I'm like, yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. Or, or do, do it less. You can modify it less. Yeah. I mean, also, yeah, especially with the bending forward, it triggers a lot of people's pain, especially if you are um, curving your spine. That's not good. If you can do it by keeping your spine neutral and just go from the hamstring, you're probably not going to go far, but that might take away uh, the pain as well. So it's also how you do it. How you do it. It's a lot of awareness, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, just like anything else.
Yeah, it is. It is just like anything else. It's a lot of awareness, being willing to to pay attention to where your body is in space and, yeah. and what's making it not happy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. I could, I could ask you questions for days. So let me just, I'm going to stop because I know you have things to do. So tell everybody like where to find you, um, a little bit about what you do in, in life on back intelligence. And then we'll make sure to link to everything in the show notes too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the best thing is you can check out our website. We've got loads of articles there. Uh, as well as our YouTube channel, Back Intelligence. We've got lots of videos we put out regularly. Me and Dr. David Oliver, who's a chiropractor, we work together. Uh, as well as uh, we also offer premium online courses. Right now we have the posture fix and the low back fix. So you can check those out as well on our website. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, because I do know absolutely that back pain stops people in their tracks and we don't want that to happen to them. So thank you for being here very, very much. And I will make sure to link to everything in the show notes. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. That was fun. Absolutely. Thank you again so much for listening today. I truly appreciate the opportunity to connect. If you're ready to incorporate fitness consistency into your life, I'd love to help. I have a special gift for you. If it's a struggle to stay consistent with your fitness, and you're ready for all the energy, vitality, and feeling great you can have, go to my website, fitisfreedom.com, and on the homepage, you can get a free copy of my Consistency is Key Masterclass, plus a fitness plan you can follow along with, guaranteed to get you started on your path to being fit and free forever.